Most architectural practices post the same type of stuff on LinkedIn, but is there a better way to use the platform so that you can leverage LinkedIn and accelerate your business growth? That's exactly what I'm going to be discussing today with Sarah Clay in this episode of Architecture Business Club, the weekly podcast for solo and small firm architecture practice owners just like you who want to build a profitable, future-proof architecture business that fits around their life. I'm the host, John Clayton. If you want to get notified when I release a new episode and get access to free resources and exclusive offers, then go to mrjohnclayton.co.uk forward slash ABC and sign up to my free weekly email newsletter. Now let's discuss everything about LinkedIn. Sarah Clay is an award-winning social media trainer and strategist. Sarah has over 10 years experience heading up marketing and PR departments. She ran her own social media agency, Sarah Clay Social, looking after social media for all sizes of business before focusing on training business owners how to love and leverage LinkedIn to accelerate their business growth. Sarah's specialism is working with entrepreneurs and business owners to help them get more leads from LinkedIn. She's a guest lecturer, keynote speaker, writes for Social Media Examiner, runs the Linking In Academy membership, and still finds time to publish a LinkedIn newsletter every single week. You can contact Sarah via heyhey at sarahclaysocial.com. Sarah, welcome to Architecture Business Club. Thank you for having me, John. Great. Um, Crikey, that's quite a list that I've just read out there of all the things that you're doing. (laughs) And um, it just makes me think, crikey, you must have a really busy schedule. And it makes me wonder how you unwind after all of that. Is there anything that you you like to do outside of work that, you know, takes you away from from LinkedIn? Yes. So I don't sit still very often. Um, only when I've got a glass of wine in my hand. So that's one way of unwinding. But actually, I love sport, running around, cycling, um, PT, weights, um, Pilates, swimming. That's how I unwind. So by by uh, by doing more things with my body, but not <laughs> resting my mind. That sounds fantastic. I wish I had as much energy as you, Sarah. I, I definitely need to kind of get out more and get more exercise. That's a conversation for another day. We're going to talk about how architecture practices can leverage LinkedIn. And before we kind of dive specifically into that, what are some of, some of the common myths and misconceptions about LinkedIn? Ooh. So one of the myths is that LinkedIn is social media because I absolutely don't think it is. LinkedIn is lots of things. It's a search engine and people don't understand how that, many people don't understand how it works, but you can find so much information um, on LinkedIn about all kinds of things. It's also a directory. Did you know there's now a billion people on LinkedIn? There's now a billion personal profiles on LinkedIn as of yesterday. Um, So you can find anybody pretty much on LinkedIn. And finally, LinkedIn is networking. It's, it's a networking tool and it's the biggest networking tool in the world. And it's open 24 hours a day and it's free. Wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, I didn't really think about it that way. Um, but there's, well, there's all sorts of reasons to be on LinkedIn there. Absolutely. Um, 
architecture practices though they they tend to love sharing photos of spaces that they've designed when they go onto online platforms social media and you know that's something i see quite commonly on linkedin that the architectural practices that i are on the platform and using it and i was wondering what other things could they consider posting on linkedin so I think it's great to showcase your products, your services on LinkedIn. I think it's important that people know what it is that you do and what kind of work you're doing and how good your work is. I think that's fantastic. But people want to know about you. They want to know about your personality because I've renovated two houses in my life and it's hard. It's a really difficult process as a homeowner to go through, to watch your, you know, your home be completely destroyed and then rebuilt again. And having a team of people around you to help you do that, who you trust, who you understand, who you can communicate with is to me more important really than the end product. So I think a lot of people and a lot of architects actually hide behind their work. And what I would like to see architects doing on LinkedIn is showing themselves, talking about why they love what they do, a little bit of personal stuff. No, I know it isn't Facebook, but it is important that architects show their personalities because they work so closely with their clients. And that's the content I'd like to see more of on LinkedIn. That's a really good idea. Um, actually, that feels like a huge missed opportunity, really, for uh, a lot of business owners out there that are using LinkedIn. And I think particularly architectural practices can, you know, they're very keen to show the end results, but not necessarily the process and the team behind achieving those results. Absolutely. And yes, and it isn't just about the architect themselves. It's about the whole team. And I'm a, a big, big advocate of employee advocacy of getting the whole team on LinkedIn so everybody can get to know whoever you know in the organization that they're going to be touching or working with and that way when people come to you as an architect they already pretty much know you so it makes the whole selling journey much much quicker because they already feel that they know you they like you they trust you before they've even opened the conversation so if you can get yourself and your team out there on LinkedIn talking about what it is that you do, then your the whole, whole selling process is going to be much shorter and easier. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, so, I mean, other than, other than self-promotion, could we talk through some of the other benefits of, of being active on LinkedIn? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How long have we got? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um as I said, you know, LinkedIn is a is a networking tool. So architects can use LinkedIn to find collaborators, to find other people that they have in their team, because architects have huge teams of people that they don't necessarily want to work with or employ full time, but they employ on a contract basis. So finding surveyors, designers, builders, um, interior designers, all of those kind of people um, brick, you know, types of bricks, types of materials that they want to work with. They can look for those on LinkedIn and find out all of those kind of things. So they can build themselves up a huge knowledge base of people that they can pull on when, you know, when they're very busy. And of course, the other thing, well, it is self-promotional, but you can look for speaking opportunities, um, podcast opportunities, i.e. here we are today. Um, there's so many opportunities for LinkedIn. And it's a knowledge base. So I talked about 
LinkedIn being a search engine, you can find industry trends, um, news, views. And the other thing you can do is you can tap into the needs of your audience. So by following and connecting with clients, previous clients, current clients, potential clients, and watching their comments on your posts and on other people's posts, you can really find what their needs are and find out all about them before you get to meet them. Wow, that's uh, there's quite a lot that we just covered there. There is, sorry. <laughs> there's, quite, there's quite a lot that we just ran through. Yeah, that sounds like there's a huge opportunity for us there to find out more, learn more about our customers, to build out our network. So to be able to build out, not just connect with potential customers, but the other consultants that we might need to have involved, the other people that get involved in projects. Because construction projects, as you mentioned, that there usually is a whole team behind it, not just the in-house team that might be working in the practice, but structural engineers, interior designers, and everybody else finding good people to build out that wider team. Sometimes that can be difficult. And um, knowing that LinkedIn is a place where we could go to be able to make those connections and build those relationships as well, that's really useful. Yeah, it is. It's, it's such a huge tool and can be used in so many different ways. Um, so yeah, no, it is. It's that, that's why I love it. Okay, Sarah, I'm, I'm going to test you a little bit now. Um, c- can you give me an example of a LinkedIn feature that that you wish more people knew about? And could you maybe tell us how we could use that? Oh, it's got to be the search bar. So the search bar at the top of your LinkedIn homepage is so tiny. It's just this tiny little rectangle. And when LinkedIn had a bit of a redesign, design rather, sorry, during lockdown, it became even smaller and even paler, which is crazy. But that will open so many doors. When you know how to use that search bar correctly and you open it up and you see what's behind, it honestly, that's the golden gate that will open up so many opportunities. And when I'm working with my clients and I say, you know, you can do this, you can find that, you can do this, their faces are like, wow, I had no idea. And that's, for me, the most really important feature of LinkedIn. Ah, so is that is that even on the, the free version, the non-paid version of LinkedIn, that? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Yeah, you can use it. It, it works the same whether you've got premium or obviously sales navigator is a very different um, is a very different beast, but um, that search bar is available to everybody. Remember, don't forget to subscribe to my free weekly email newsletter. You can do that at mrjohnclayton.co.uk forward slash ABC. And if you're enjoying this episode, then please visit podchaser.com, search for Architecture Business Club, and leave a five-star review. Now back to the show. Okay, so could you could you give me like an example of how I could use the search bar if I went on my LinkedIn account now? Okay, tell me somebody that you want to look for. Or a, 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 it can be an individual or it can be a, a category of people. Ah, okay. That's a good question. Um, challenging you as well. Challenging me as well. Okay, so let's say um, I wanted to find somebody that was like an an energy specialist. So maybe we had a project where it it was going to be like a low carbon build that like sort of um, with energy efficiency being front of mind with the design. 
what would I do? If I went on LinkedIn, I, I didn't know. I needed some specialist input when it came to energy efficiency on my design. How could I use LinkedIn? So you could, various different ways, you could look for content um, being written by people. So you could search energy efficiency, uh, perhaps renewable energy might be another key phrase you could use. Um, and then you could look for content that's written with those key phrases in and see who's writing that content. But probably a more, well, definitely a more efficient way would be to type in somebody, you could type in somebody who's talking about, so who's got the hashtags, energy efficiency, renewable energy, whatever that is. Or you could just look for uh, the title of that person. I don't know if they would have a specific title. Do you think they would energy provider or energy could, specialist perhaps? yeah it could be energy assessor possibly um yeah so you yeah so you could type in title which is one of the which is one of the things hidden right really really far back um so you could actually use a boolean search and you could look for energy assessor energy um i don't know all of the different um key phrases in a boolean search which is you're searching for and or or um you could then niche that down. You could then um, center it down by location. So obviously you don't want somebody who lives outside the UK because the, pro- the project's in the UK. Uh, if your project is in Gloucestershire, you could type in, you know, Gloucester, Gloucestershire or a town or a city that's nearby. Um, you can't look for length of service. That's mm. something you can only do on Sales Navigator. But that would be a really good start for you to search energy, um, you know, energy providers in your area. You could definitely do that. You could even search for companies who provide that service as well as individuals. And within the company, you can search for the role of the right person that you need to speak to. So whether you want to go into a company and talk to the CEO and see if they've got somebody or whether you talk to HR and see if they've got somebody. So you could look for different companies and different departments within companies to try and narrow down your search. I need to uh, to go off after this recording and get onto LinkedIn <laughs> and I, to I test say. out that search bar because I've definitely not used it as, as much as I could be doing. Um, that's awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Um, what advice would you give to, to architects and building designers to get more out of the platform? Could you perhaps share maybe three simple steps to help them up their game on LinkedIn? Absolutely. So when I teach LinkedIn, whether I'm teaching somebody one-to-one, whether I'm teaching my six-week program or, you know, a huge corporate, I always say there are three steps to LinkedIn success. So the first part, you've got to get your profile finished and done and looking amazing. And not only looking amazing, get keywords in there because you will come up in searches for those keywords um, on LinkedIn and on Google as well. And I bet that a lot of the people listening to this, if they um, put their name into a Google search bar and hit return, it's going to be their LinkedIn profile that will come up above their website if they have one. A LinkedIn profile, of course, if they have one. Um, so get your profile built. That's the first place that people go to look for you. The second thing is start generating content. Start generating content that adds value, that talks about who you are. And then the third thing is use that search bar because it's all very well having thousands and thousands of followers. But as I say, you wouldn't try and sell handbags at a football match. 
you need followers who are in connections, who are going to form part of your tribe, who are going to help you find more people in the area that you want to be in. And the LinkedIn algorithm keeps an eye on what you're doing and who you're connecting to. So if you're spending all day watching cat videos, for example, I don't even know if there are cat videos on LinkedIn. Not guilty. No, no, me neither. But because you're not watching them, LinkedIn isn't going to feed you them. But if you start looking at cat videos, the algorithm goes, all right, this person wants some cat videos. Let's chuck more in their feed. So if you're hanging out on LinkedIn in the sort of architecture, construction, building, design space, that's the content that you're going to find in your feed. So you can be very um, targeted and you can curate your own feed by the activity that you you have on it. So three steps, get your profile built beautifully and SEO optimized, get a content strategy and start posting consistently on the platform and then use the search engine and go out and talk to people on LinkedIn. That's brilliant. Thanks for that, Sarah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share about LinkedIn that we haven't covered already today? So I was with some people this morning and the word that comes up a lot is fear. People are scared of LinkedIn because they don't understand it yet. Still, um, people are like, oh, no, I don't don't know what to say. Uh, It's a business platform. You know, I have to put my suit and tie on before I even go on kind of thing. It's just helping people get over that fear is something I, I do a lot. And it's I just want to say to people, just get out and just start. Because until you start, you won't get anywhere. So just go out on LinkedIn, be yourself and start talking to people. That's great advice. Sarah, actually something else that I wanted to just ask you about. You mentioned that you've previously done a couple of home renovation projects in the past. Could you tell us the story of that and what your experience was like when you did maybe the first home renovation projects and and what that experience was like for you? Well, the first one wasn't a, was a smaller one, and we got. I never forget. We got back from holiday, wonderful two week holiday we'd had with the little kids and stuff, and we got back, and our living room was full of rubble, literally bags and bags and bags and bags of rubble. I mean, it was a building site, and we kind of expected it to be a building site when we got back, but it was not meant to be like that. Um, and the whole house was just a mess, and it was awful. They knew we were coming back then, um, and bless them, we called them up, and they said, oh, oh, sorry, 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 and they came around, they cleared it and tidied everything up, but it was a real mess. The second project was my four, now five-storey house, which ended up in an insurance claim and us having to move out for 18 months (laughs) to, to redo all the poor work that the builders had done. No. I can laugh about it now. Oh, God, what a nightmare. It was awful. It was really awful. Um, yeah, I won't go into it now. But now we have a lovely home and it's wonderful. Jeez, wow. Um, what an experience you had there. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, are you? Never would you ever, ever do a home renovation again or is that it now? No. For- <laughs> or if I did, I'd uh, choose my uh, choose my builder and my well, no, the architect actually no problems there, but I would choose the builder perhaps a bit more carefully. 
Oh, that's really interesting. Well, um, I do have another episode about how to find and vet a great building contractor. So um, you have to have a listen to that in case you um, decide to uh, ever do it again. I will. And actually, you know, what we've got is what we wanted. You know, it, it's it's how we wanted it to work. It flows in the way we wanted. So the end result is great, but it, it took a lot longer than we expected. Yeah, that's quite a common story, to be honest. Maybe not to the extent of what happened to you <laughs> with having to be out, moved out for so long and the, the insurance claim issues, but the projects often do take a bit longer than people expect them to, particularly the preparation stage as well. Actually, getting all of your ducks in a row before you're actually able to start the build can can take quite a while. Yeah, and it did take a while, but we and I, but I, I was very conscious that that was right. It was right that it should take a long time because it was a big, such a big, big project. But yeah, I can see how people would get frustrated with that. Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, thanks so much for sharing everything you've talked through about LinkedIn. That's been absolutely amazing. There was just one more question that I wanted to ask. It's not actually related to LinkedIn. I love travel and discovering new places. And I just wondered if you could tell me one of your favourite places in the world and what you love about it. This could be somewhere near or far, anywhere at all. Oh, wow. Um, I've travelled a lot, been, you know, in lots and lots of different places in the world. My happy place, I suppose, is at the top of a mountain in Wales. <laughs> That's where I, I, I love. I love climbing up mountains and being with nature. Uh, and I would love to do that more, actually. Um, hopefully, when I start to hang up my boots, I'll be doing that a lot more. But that won't be for a while yet. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'm actually, um, well, I have a trip planned to Wales next spring for a, a hiking trip to go and climb some mountains in Snowdonia. So um, really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I want to see the photos, please. I will. I'll send you some photos. I'll make sure I share them online. <laughs> so that's been absolutely amazing. Could I just ask you to share your contact details again for everybody, please? Yes, absolutely. So my website is sarahclaysocial.com, but find me on LinkedIn. Just type Sarah Clay um, in LinkedIn, look for orange and purple, and I'll be there. And that's where I love to, to hang out. And that's where, I, that's where you'll find me. Brilliant. Thanks again, Sarah. Thanks so much. It's been great chatting. Next time, I'll be talking to Bob Gentle about building your personal brand. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Architecture Business Club. If you liked this episode, think other people might enjoy it, or just want to show your support, then please visit podchaser.com, search for Architecture Business Club, and leave a glowing five-star review. It would mean so much to me, and makes it easier for new listeners to discover the show. If you just want to connect with me, you can do that on most social media platforms. Just search for at Mr. John Clayton. The best place to connect with me online, though, is on LinkedIn. You can find a link to my profile in the show notes. Remember, running your architecture business doesn't have to be hard, and you don't need to do it alone. This is Architecture Business Club. 